0: Welcome to the Lighter Church Podcast. Lighting the people to light the world through the knowledge of Christ. Visit www.toc.net.ng and share the gospel of Christ today. i like us to turn our Bibles to the book of Psalm 126. I read from verse 1 to 4. Somehow, because of the praise to grace, we paused our exposition on the blessing But somehow the Lord wants to bring us um, back to it again, one form or the other. We were having pockets of the teachings on what it takes to be the blessed of the Lord or what we have in the blessing. And I believe the Lord wants us to know it so much that everywhere we go, we know that we are carrying the blessing. And any situation we find ourselves we know we are still carrying the blessing. The blessing is not necessarily a reflection of uh, how much you have in your account or how many of the manifestations of the blessing you have seen. But when you are blessed, you are blessed. Praise the Lord. When you are blessed, you are what? You are blessed. And I want it to be inside of your mind that... You don't measure the blessing of God by the mundane things of the world. And you shouldn't allow somebody else to measure your blessing by what you have or don't have. Because no matter what they see or don't see, you are still what? Blessed. Our blessing is bigger than what men can see. Our blessing is bigger than what men can comprehend or what makes you feel good. Our blessing is much more than the bank accounts and and the clothes you wear, and the cars you ride, and, um, and all the things you see in the world. That blessing is deeper than that. And when God says you are blessed, you are blessed. You Just know what it takes to be blessed and be able to live in the blessing. One thing is to know you are blessed. The other one is to be able to live in the blessing. There is a kingdom way of living and there's a blessed way of living. If you are living in the blessing, you actually show in your countenance, your ways of life, your disposition at every particular point in time that you are blessed of the Lord. Inspired of what you might be going through or not going through, what you have or don't have. When God says you are blessed, you are blessed. Hallelujah. Psalm 126 verse 1 to 4. May I read? The Bible said, When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the hidden, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Verse four, turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. I want you to be very attentive to listen to me this morning and uh, try as much as possible to hear the voice of God, through my voice. I am speaking the mind of God, I'm not speaking my mind, so try to imagine God speaking to you and not the pastor speaking to you. Try to imagine and put yourself in the position where you came into church and God is addressing you by himself, using the vocal cord of a man called Charles O.J., using the appearance of a man, using the form of a human being, but God himself is speaking to your realm and is teaching you the things you ought to know. And I think that's going to make a lot of difference between the way you came into the church today and the way you are going to live. Praise the Lord. It might interest you to know that one thing that is common to a blessed man or a woman is the world triumph is the word triumph one thing that is common from the bible among the bless of the lord one thing that is always repeated can be summed up in one word called triumph Triumph is a form of victory. It is very constant that a child of God that is blessed of the Lord is always experiencing triumph. And I know we like the word triumph. Isn't it? I know that we like the word Because we want to triumph, or because we want to identify with triumph or victory. So that's why we like the word. And that's interesting that you like the word triumph. How many of you like the word triumph? How many of you want to triumph? Wonderful. And I want to let you know that that is constant to a child of God that is enjoying the blessing. Triumph is our destiny. Triumph is our birthright. Triumph is our covenant with God. Triumph is the power that we possess to deal with situations. Triumph is constant with every child of God that is blessed. But it might also interest you to know that there is no triumph without trial. Might also very much interest you to know that as much as you love triumph, triumph can never come. I will watch and read my leaves. There will not be any form of triumph if there will be no trial. As a matter of fact, the word triumph actually came from the word trial. It is when you try. Or when you are tried and you succeed and you overcome the trial, then you become triumphant. Now, if it is constant that a child of God that is blessed of the Lord must always triumph, it also means that a child of God that is blessed of the Lord must always be faced with trials. Am I communicating with somebody in the house today? Anytime... You talk about triumph, then there must have been trials. In our own case, as children of God and the bless of the Lord, is usually the trial of our faith. The trials that we have is the trials that comes because of your faith. They try your faith, try whether you believe in God, whether you trust God, whether God can do it for you, whether God's word can come to pass, whether God is faithful to his promises, whether God is able to do all things for you, whether God is capable of doing that particular thing that seems to be a trial in your life. So it's a complete trial of your dependency and faith in God whenever the righteous or the blessed is tried and so for you to be triumphant you must win the battle of the trial of your faith the trial of your ability to depend on God at all times and in all situations it might also Be good for you to know that every triumph for a child of God leads to his promotion. That is what is constant in the kingdom. And that is what is constant among the blessed. That every triumph that a child of God has leads to his or her promotion. Meaning, there will be trial, there will be triumph, and then there will be promotion. Very constant. Very constant. Very constant. There will be trial, there will be triumph, and then there will be promotion. It might also interest you to know that every of our promotions in life, glorifies God every time we are promoted in life God is glorified because our story is attached to God our story is attached to God no child of God is truly a child of God will have something that has happened to him that depicts promotion And he will not give the glory to God. And when you have been identified very well that you're a child of God, when the testimony comes or the story comes, somebody else that don't know you will say, God has done it for him. God has done it for them. God has done something again for his people. And so that is very constant, that the ultimate thing about your trial gets to the glory of God after the series of events that happens. The trial, the triumph, the promotion, and the glory. Am I still communicating with somebody? This is constant with the blessed. This is a pattern that is consistent with the blessing of God in our lives a system that is consistent you can't shortcut it you can't shunt it you can't wave it away that's the way of life of a child of god you can't wish it away that is the way the blessing of god is being showcased in the life of the blessed and the more we understand this And it settles in our heart The better we enjoy the blessing That God has given to us And the more we live in the blessing That's the way God works with the blessed And so when You talk about the fact that you are blessed And you are carrying the blessing Just remember that there is a pattern That works with the blessed Now listen to this If you are therefore operating in God's blessing and you don't want trials in your life or challenges of any sort then you are not ready for triumph because there will be no triumph without trials and without triumph there will be no life promotion It's just like saying that without examination you won't be able to go to the next class. And so, you will not be ready for your life to actually glorify God. So once you don't want trials of life, then you don't want triumph in life. And if you don't want triumph in life, you don't want God's kind of promotion in life. And if you don't want God's kind of promotion in life, you are not interested in God glorifying himself in your life. And so that is it. So you can be a born again Christian with the power of the blessing of God upon you, but somehow all you are praying about and organizing vigils for is, God, I don't want trials of life. I am not saying that anyone should begin to pray, say, God, give me trial, give me trial. That is not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that whether you pray about it or not, Jesus has told you that in this world, you shall have it. In this world, you shall what? Have tribulations. You have trials of life. But in this trouble, I say, be of good cheers. I have overcome the world for you. I have overcome the trials for you. So that you can become more than a conqueror and you can become triumphant also. So the difference between you and the unbeliever is that, yes, you have trials, yes, they have trials. But Jesus, by virtue of the fact that he has paid the price for you and you are his son and daughter, he has made provision for you to triumph over your trials. And ultimately, the glory will go to him after your promotion. And he said, in this world, I want to advise you, I want to warn you, I want to inform you that you have these things called trials or challenges or tribulations. But look, we are always different. Be of good cheers. Be happy in that condition because I have overcome the world for you. How many of you belong to Jesus here? Ah, praise the Lord. He has overcome the world for you. He has overcome trials for you even before the trials came. He has overcome the challenges for you even before the challenges came. He has overcome the troubles for you even before the trouble came. He has overcome the shame for you even before the shame came. He has overcome it for you. And so you need to walk in it and enjoy it at the end of the day. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. One thing I want to highlight here is that because it is from our promotion through triumph that God is magnified and glorified before the people, you must not deny God the glory. You must not deny God taking glory from your life. We just sang this morning, I give my life to you so that you can use me. How will he use you? I give my life away so that he can use you how he uses to preach the gospel that is great. How he uses to preach the gospel that is faithful. How he uses to preach the gospel that he can heal. How he uses to preach the gospel that he can deliver. How he uses to preach the gospel that he can pick somebody from the model and put him on the solid ground. How he uses to, to show the world that he has the power to do the impossible. And so if this must happen, and you say, God, use me, then you have to have the original thing. You have to be a vessel. You have to have the thing that he will use you for, because at the end of the day, he will take you from where you are to where he wants you to be. Then, of course, his name is glorified. Then he has used you to show the world that he's God. Otherwise, how can he use you? How do you want him to use you? You sang this song and say, use me, O oh Lord. God is very practical in using people. And so He allows them to go through situations that will make Him to prepare them as a vessel of honor unto Himself at the end of the day. So He said, "Count it all joy, Count it all joy when you fall into diverse afflictions." We are getting very deep this morning. But that is the blessing. The Lord is informing us about the seasons of life of the blessed. As in a subheading or subtitle for today's message. He's trying to inform us about the seasons of life of the blessed. He's informing us why the blessed of the Lord of a necessity goes through the experience of different seasons of life of a necessity has to go through different seasons of life a blessing of the lord does not go through one season alone he's allowed to go through different season and a different season experience bring the best of god in that blessed life <laughs> Tough times and good times, night and day, time to abase and time to abound, trials and triumph. <laughs> God allow us to sleep to show that he can make awake the one that sleeps. And so if one is afraid of death I say, some people sleep and they don't wake up. God, please, I don't want to sleep. Father, please don't allow me to close my eyes. You are praying in vain. Because nature has made it that sometimes you will knock off. You don't even remember yourself. You don't even know who you are when you are asleep and deeply asleep. Is somebody that will be saying you are snoring? You are. You don't know whether you are snoring or you are laughing. <laughs> you are so senseless and unconscious about your situation, about anything around you, because you are fast asleep. And the Bible says, "He giveth his beloved sleep." Sleep. Enjoy your sleep. Knock off and relax your mind. But be sure I am going to wake you up because I'm faithful to wake you up. And that is the design. Go through the night because morning is surely going to come. (laughs) Go through the tough time because the good times are waiting ahead of you. (laughs) Go through the trials because the triumph is just by the corner. Go through the shame but the glory is about to be revealed. That is the way God walks, and is constant with the blessed. So no matter what season you are right now, season of lack, season of want, season of illness, season of No contracts, no P.O.s, a season of no job, season of reproach and shame, season of lack and want. Just be sure that that season is temporal in the calendar of the blessed because it shall soon come to pass and there is another phase of your life that you are going to yet experience and people will say, truly, God has turned again his captivity because he turned it before sometime. And if he did turn it before, or turning for somebody else sometime, he's going to turn your own captivity right now. Yeah. Is somebody understanding me this morning? It's not me understanding the Lord that we are listening to. Praise the Lord. This is normal with the blessed, but the understanding on how to handle different seasons of life gives you mastery over life in this art as well as make you a good vessel in showcasing the glory of God you are understanding on how to handle different seasons of your life give you mastery over life you become a life professor and helps you to prepare yourself as a vessel that God uses. I remember in one of my family holidays we were in Israel on a vacation or a holiday and we were with a Jewish friend of ours Avi by name who was taking us around I think I told the story once in this church was taking us around and showing us things about Israel and, um, and relating it to the Bible. And it was so amazing. And I was really very captivated, quite excited. I mean, any time, any day, Israel is the best holiday spot. Because it takes you close to your origin as a Christian. So we're going around talking and showing things. And we're, you know, chatting. And... I got really very captivated. So in my expression of my admiration for the people of Israel as God's blessed people, I said that Israelites are God's chosen and blessed people, that I admire them. I don't know why God chose you people. I was telling him, but you are chosen of the Lord and you are blessed of the Lord. Avi said to me, yes. This is history. And that is what we know from the Torah, the Bible. And I can tell you that we are also experiencing it. But I don't really know whether I like it. And I said, What? You don't like the blessing and being God's people, chosen people? He said, Charles, I don't really know whether I like it. What? That puzzled me a little bit. And I said, For me, I like to be God's chosen, and I like to be blessed of the Lord. And he said, Sure, you can say that because it sounds good. But I said to you, and I mean it from my heart. That is because of the blessing of God upon Israel and the Father God chose Israel that made them to be the most hated people in the world. Nobody likes them because God loves them. And he said that is not only that. That is why the nation of Israel is the one that fights more battle than any nation of the earth. Because every year they are ready for war and they are war. No nation of the earth goes through that just because of the blessing. And Charles, I want to let you know that I am also a soldier in the Israeli army. And I know what it means to be contending with this enemy every time. And I am... Always waiting for signal that something is about to happen in Hebron, it's about to happen in Gaza, it's about to happen in Lebanon, it's about to happen in Jordan. I am always at a lad because it happens every time, and you don't know when it's going to happen again. You are coming back from a battle, and now another battle is coming your way. But one thing I know that I love is that we are always winning, but we are always fighting. And he said, That is why I said, Do I really like to be Bless of the Lord, and do I really like to be, uh, you know, a nation or belong to a nation that God has chosen? And that struck me in a peculiar way, and I stopped talking. I, I was not thinking because the same blessing of the Israelites, it is the same blessing that we are claiming. Because he came to us through Jesus Christ. And the same blessing is the blessing of Abraham. And that's the kind of blessing that actually attracts hatred. And also attracts warfare. But at the end of the day, that always attracts triumph. And that triumph brings about promotion. And the promotion glorifies God. For every battle Israel won... There is one thing that is constant. People will say that there is God in Israel. But how God has to design it in such a way that people that are blessed of him are being hated. It is simply because of the blessing. It is because of the extra grace God has given to them Without any notable human thing that you can see in them, they are distinguished anywhere they go because they are blessed. And they are also hated and stoned and called all kinds of names wherever they go because why? They are blessed. when you are blessed you are exposed to all manners of trials and all manners of challenges and all manners of issues but you see my dear friends this is one silent truth that we must understand as the blessing of the Lord but The other side of these trials and hatred and the battles that we fight in life is the victory and the triumph that is also very constant from whatever we are going through. And so Israel, a small nation is always fighting wars but always defeating their enemies even when they gather against them like a flood, the Spirit of God still raises standard against all their enemies. And that is the scripture. But the enemy don't stop trying. It's just like one big dog that sees a Porcupine. You know what's called porcupine? I think that's the one that has a lot of, um, you know, tongues. And the dog will just, Pah! you know, try, <laughs> because he's smaller than the dog, you know. He just try to touch, and the porcupine will just make a little bit of move, it goes back. So there's something about this, this idiot small thing that's, that they will not gather. You know, they like to fight, most of the cats like to fight. In groups, you know, the cat kingdom, the lions, and okay. So they just gather and they say, There's some small thing that this one will touch, this one will run, but this one will touch. Then, when you now want to aggressively touch, it will shoot certain things inside of you that will make you know that as small as that thing is, <laughs> you can't, yeah, thank you very much. You can't just grab it and put it in your pocket and walk away. <laughs> You could look small, you could look almost like nothing. They, will not, they might not see any good thing from your physical look and all that. But there is something about you that is bigger than what the world can see. And that's the power of the blessing that resides in you. And God said, touch not my anointing and do my prophet no harm. And he said, when you go through the fire, the fire will not burn you. When you go through the water, the water will not overflow you. Meaning that this uh, constant thing that you need to go through because you are the blessed. But something that is also constant is a triumph over the challenges. Now, bottom line is for the world to know that there is God in Israel. I want to read two scriptures and we begin to receive the ministrations better. I want to read from Joshua chapter 4, verse 21 to 24. <clears throat> Joshua 4:21. And he said unto the children of Israel, saying, When your children shall ask their fathers, in time to come, saying, What means this stone? You know, they were about to cross over to Jordan, and he told them what to do. That's River Jordan. And God is telling them, When your children shall ask the question, What is the meaning of this stone that you lay here, the 12 stones? Then ye shall let your children know, saying, Israel came over this Jordan on dry land. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of Jordan uh, from before you until you were passed over as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which He dried up from before us until we are gone over. Don't stop telling the story. Then in said in verse 24, that all the people of the earth, you see, he said, tell your story to your children and tell them what happened to your people your ancestors what happened in Red Sea what happened in Jordan but he said this is not just to stop in telling the story he said that all the people of the earth might know the hand of the Lord that it is mighty and that you might fear the Lord your God forever so, there was a reason why he led them to Red Sea, which was not a comfortable experience for them. And of course, they panicked almost to death. There was a reason why he led them to Jordan, which was not a comfortable experience for them. The Bible says at that time, Jordan was overflowing his banks, meaning that Jordan has become too full. It has rained and it rained and he said, march through, put your feet on Jordan by feet and Jordan will part. And so he said, "I did all these things not because I don't know any other way you can pass, or I couldn't have dried the water before you got there, but that the whole earth will know that there is power in your God, and that is where the glory comes from. That the whole earth will recognize that there is power." in that God that you serve and because of that he took you through an experience that might not look very comfortable to you and that looked like a trial of your faith I want to read from Zephaniah Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 16 to 20 Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 16 to 20 In that day It shall be said to Jerusalem, Fear thou not, and to Zion, let not thy hands be slack. The Lord thy God is mighty. I mean, the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. He now said, verse 18, I will gather them that are sorrowful for the solemn assembly who are of thee to whom the reproach of it was a burden. Behold, at that time I will undo all that afflict thee. I will save her that halted and gather her that was driven out and I will get them praise and fame in every land where they have been put to shame. <laughs> then verse 20. At that time will I bring you again even in the time that I gather you for I will make you a name and a praise among all people of the earth when I turn your captivity before your eyes, saith the Lord. Ah. you know when you look at promises you get excited about the promises and you get so happy about the promises but let's go back to Psalm 126 and even as you begin to wonder why should all those things that God mentioned in the book of Zephaniah happen to the blessed in the first instance, why should it happen to them? Maybe you is what happened to them. He said, I will gather them that are sorrowful. Why should the children of God be sorrowful? What make them sorrowful? Why should the bless of the Lord be sorrowful? And I will put them in a solemn assembly. (laughs) To whom the reproach of it was a burden. Why should they have reproach? And why the reproach be so strong that the reproach become a burden? They call you all kinds of names and they, 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 they actually discuss in the bedroom about you. Why should it be a burden unto you? Meanwhile you are the blessed. He said, behold at that time I will undo. All that afflicted thee, Why should they afflict the blessed? Why should they afflict the blessed? And why should he allow the blessed to be afflicted? I will save those that halted. Why should they halt? Why were they not making progress? Why were they not advancing? And gather her that were driven out. Why should they be driven out of their place? Why should they be denied of what God has given to them? And he said, I will give them praise and fame in every land where they have been put to shame. Why should they be put to shame in the first instance when they are the blessed of the Lord? Now when you go back to Psalm 126, verse 1. When the Lord turned again, the captivity of Zion we were like them that dream Verse 2 now said that was then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing then shall they among the hidden that then said among the hidden the lord has done great things for them Verse 3 the lord has done great things for us whereof we are glad why should the lord allow them in the first instant to go into captivity somebody said it's sin you lied It's not in all cases where the children of Israel sinned that they have the problem. We'll be able to underscore that very soon. But even then, when you sin, when it's your mistake, when it's your fault, God will still turn your captivity. It's never ended at the point of whatever happens to you because you sin or you fall short of the glory of God and the doors are open for the enemy to do anything to you as long as you are in the hands of God. No matter what that experience might be, and no matter who did it, God will still turn your captivity because you belong to Him. I, somebody, I mean, I, I believe somebody is really getting a point that I'm trying to drive in this morning. The blessed is blessed, not because of what is going through or not going through. When you are blessed, you are blessed. And the blessing is leading to something that will always marvel men and give God the glory at all times. But we must be ready to know how to live in the blessing. Why do God allow his people to go into captivity in the first instant only to turn their captivity again? It is simply to demonstrate his ability to turn captivities. If he did not turn the captivity of anybody, you cannot say God is a God that turns captivity. If God did not heal anybody, you cannot say that God is a healer. If God did not give money to the poor, you can't say God is an enricher. If God did not give fruitfulness to the barren, you cannot say that God is a God of fruitfulness. If God did not promote the demoted of the world, you cannot say that God is a promoter. And the challenging thing about it is that he doesn't use the people he didn't know to demonstrate his power because the glory will not go to him. Let me tell you, he uses people. He used what? He used who? Anything he wants to prove on earth that he can do, he uses people. He's the one that brings water in the wilderness. They will go to the wilderness where there's no water. He's the one that brings water from the rock. He's the one that falls manna from heaven because there was no food. He's the one that makes the clothes in the body of the body of of, um, his children to grow when they were in the wilderness for 40 years. Because he experimented through them. So whatever he wants to prove that he is. He uses his people. And ultimately the people are promoted and elevated. And good things are happening to them. Haven't gone through the trials of their life. And God ultimately takes the glory. That is constant with the blessed. Hear this. For the reason of his glory. For the reason of our ultimate promotion that gives him the glory. For the reason of the way he demonstrates his power to the blessed. He took Israel through the wilderness where they found themselves before the Red Sea. He took them to the shores of River Jordan where he had to pass River Jordan for them to get to the promised land. He took them through Jericho and had to fall the walls of Jericho without the effort of his people. And on individual basis, he chose to close the womb of Hannah by himself so that he can prove to the world and to his people that I can give fruitfulness to the barren. So he chose somebody and that person he chose never liked it if God said I will choose you then you must be ready to be the chosen indeed Have you said, I don't think I like this idea of being chosen by God because what I can see practically is that everybody hates us and we are fighting a war and if you are singing and busy saying God use me, use me, choose me you are in for something Because the more he uses you, the deeper he goes with you in the trials of your life. And it's because you are blessed. He allowed famine in the time of Abraham. He allowed famine in the time of Isaac. He allowed famine in the time of Jacob to prove that God can sustain in famine. That no matter what the children go through And no matter what comes against them in their country They can still be there and be sustained And they will prosper therein In famine He used it to prove a point Genesis 26, 1-4 And there was a famine in the land Beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham And Isaac went unto Abimelech King of the Philistines Unto Gerar And the Lord appeared unto him and said Go not down unto Egypt into Egypt. Do I in the land which I shall tell thee of? Sojourn in this land, and I will be with thee, and I will bless thee. For unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all the countries, and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. He was saying it in times of famine. Are you afraid of famine? Are you afraid that famine is in the land? God speak expressly, give direction in the times of famine. So don't be afraid of any famine or form of economic mishap. That is when the Lord will distinguish you among the people. And I will make thee, I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of the heaven, and I will give unto thy seed all these countries. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. God allowed the famine to make supernatural provision and to distinguish his people from the times of famine. To promote them in famine and give them a covenant of everlasting promotion, not in the times of plenty, but in the times of lack. He allowed Abraham's delay in having Isaac even after the promise Because he wants to show his glory. He allowed Isaac's well to be covered. He allowed Jacob to be cheated and maltreated by Laban. He allowed the pit. Potiphar's slave. And prison experience of Jacob. He allowed it. He allowed David's wilderness experience. After the anointing. He allowed David's battle experience. He allowed the trials of the apostles. Of Jesus Christ. He allowed the shameful mother of his only begotten son, Jesus. And he is still allowing the challenges of modern Israel. And listen to me, and he will not stop allowing your own personal challenges just for your triumph, promotion, and for his glory. So when you see one that is going through trial, don't mess with him as long as he's a child of God. Where he is going to, you don't know. You can't fathom because something is about to break up in his life that the world has not seen before. When you see a child of God going through afflictions or situation that seems to be like a reproach to him and the body of Christ, don't joke with that person. Don't say his sin has brought him this. Don't say he has not been so faithful to God. Don't judge that person. Just wait and see what the Lord will do as in turning the captivity of Zion because that is constant with the blessed. When you are blessed, you are blessed. It doesn't matter what you are going through or what you yet go through. God is committed to taking you out of every captivity. And showcasing himself in your life To give him the ultimate glory And you will receive the promotion amen. Shout amen somebody amen. Shout a louder amen somebody amen. That is the destiny of the blessed So he allow all these things In their seasons of our life Only to turn captivities In another seasons of our life It's like merry-go-round life of promotion and glory. God takes you through the wilderness because he wants to take you through the promised land. He does not catapult you from the wilderness to the promised land by fiat, Through your dream. Like the, 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 the chariot of Elijah. You go through it. <laughs> you experiment it. You walk through it. And God every each other way is walking with you and waiting for something to break forth and he's saying, you're about to get there. Go on, you're about to get there. And I believe God is giving me this message to give to somebody because you're about to get there. <laughs> Don't be discouraged, you're about to get there just buckle your shoes very well and uh, roll off your sleeve because you're about to get there Amen. no matter the giant on your way no matter what you are seeing you didn't even see before no matter the challenge that you might be going through you're about to get there Amen. dreams don't die because situations seem contrary to the dreams as a matter of fact when situation comes contrary to the dream that means that dream is about to be manifested Amen. The worst part of Joseph was the time that he was in prison and looks at the dream will never come to pass. When the thing seems to be going down, God is about to do something great. I am talking about the blessed. It is right in your Bible, it is also in the life of people you know. It's in my life, it's in your life. Be comfortable where God is taking you to. It doesn't matter where you are coming from. The wilderness is just a jolly good fellow experience. It's not the best that you can be. It's not anything close to what you can be. You left Egypt and you are in the wilderness of life, lacking water, lacking everything. God is making provision each day at a time because he wants to take you to a land flowing with milk and with honey that you possess and there will be no scarcity. That is the desire of God for your life, and that is why you are going through the nighttime experience because joy is about to come in the morning. I yeah. say, so Your joy is about to come in the morning. Yeah. I will conclude this message by letting us know that the way God sees our challenges is very different from the way the world sees our challenges. So you need to see your challenges in the eyes of God and not in the eyes of the world for you to get this about your life. See it in the eyes of God. God sees them I mean our challenges in his eyes of our promotion. He sees them in the eyes of his glory. No matter how deep the situation is, it's in the eyes of his glory. He told them that this Lazarus' death, Lazarus' sickness is, on, is not unto death, but the Son of Man shall be glorified. He sees the problem of somebody for his glory. He sees them in the eyes of advertising his power. He sees them in the eyes of your triumph and victory. He sees them in the eyes of your blessing. If only we can always see our challenges in the eyes of God. With the understanding that it's working for your good and it's intentional. Do you know about that song? Yes. All things are working for your good because it's intentional. <laughs> God intended that, that is happening, and those things that are happening are working for your good because God intended it, God allowed it. God let it be because of where He is taking you to. Oh, I don't know how I can preach this message for somebody to know that God is talking to him or her, but I know that God is talking to people in this house today. <laughs> it's intentional. God allowed it because He intended to do something with it. It is not intended for you to be destroyed but for you to be promoted for his glory. Because of the blessing for most of us here, a new season has just opened up. Oh, that is the ultimate announcement I have come to give you this morning, that a new season just opened up. Your new season just opened up. And we know that God actually intended that thing that you went through that looked like it's a problem. I say your new season has just opened up now. In the name of Jesus, the Lord is turning our captivity again. It's the season that you have been waiting for. It's the season of your abundance. It's the season of your greatness. It's the season of your power. It's the season of your reigning. It's the season of your dancing. It's the season of your laughter. It is the season of your surplus. It is the season of your shining. It is the season of the glory of God to be revealed in the life of somebody. Shout, this is my season. I have entered a new season. The old season has passed. Now I am in a new season that will reflect the glory of God. I thank God for my new season, what I went through was intentional, now I am in a new realm of existence, God has changed my season, after my night has come my day, after my night has come my day, oh Lord I give you praise, I give you praise, I give you praise, I give you praise. You know, uh, something just entered my mind and, and it's humorous. There is a, a wise saying of my people. They say that sleep does not spoil the eyes. Ola eme binanya. I don't know whether some of you can relate to it. You know, you sleep and it's like you're blind and you wake up in the morning you are, Your eyes wasn't seen well because of these things that covers it and clean it up Your eye did not spoil because of the sleep It was just a temporary situation Now you are going to see better, you are going to see brighter And the people we know why God allowed you to go through that night experience Because God is about to do something new in your life Raise up your two hands and give him glory this morning you are the blessed of the Lord and there is nothing the devil can do about it. When the time comes for the Lord to turn the captivity of Zion, there is nothing the devil can do about it. It's not in his hands to control your destiny because it wasn't in his hands for you to get born again. He could have stopped you from being born again. It's not in the hands of the enemy to stop you, so stop panicking about the devil. They are too small to stop your blessing. It's because the time did not come before. That's why you seem to be jumping from pillar to post, meeting prophets and they're praying for you. The time when it comes, there is no power that can stop you. And now I decree that the time for your blessing and your new season has come. And no power can stop you. 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 You are victorious today. You are triumphant today. The blessing will begin to manifest in your life today. In the name of Jesus, begin to receive the blessing and begin to rejoice in the Lord and begin to thank God for the new season has opened unto you. This is the doing of the Lord and it will surely be marvelous on the side of men. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongues with singing. Then said they among the hidden, the Lord has done great things for them. Yes, the Lord has done great things for us. Whereof we are glad. That is your testimony from today. For the Lord has torn your captivity again. The Lord has changed your situation again. The Lord has changed your addresses. The Lord has changed your position. The Lord will crowning you with loving kindness and with tender mercies. So that you can shine and reflect his glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information on The Lighted Church, visit tlc.net.ng or follow The Lighted Church on Instagram and Facebook. God bless you.